0: Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs, practical tools, and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde.
1: Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I am super excited for today's discussion on menopause and perimenopause. Joining me in today's conversation is guest speaker, Shirley Ware. Shirley is on a mission to empower women to navigate perimenopause and menopause with confidence and ease. She is the founder of menopausechicks.com and its popular private online community. And She recently published her first book, Makita, which reached number one on Amazon.ca in women's health in October 2018. Welcome, Shirley.
0: Hi, thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us today. I'm very excited about this conversation because this is the exact phase in life that I'm in, so there's a little bit of selfish motivation to this conversation.
0: (laughs) You and 57 million other women.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I realize a lot of my target audience is, and the listeners that I have, is in that world. And also, even those younger ones need to know what's coming forward for them in their life, right? It's
0: our vision. Absolutely.
1: And so it's about being a little preemptive in your life and and knowing what to expect and how to navigate that when it gets there, as opposed to hindsight. living with something for two years and realizing how I could have fixed this
0: (laughs) my language yeah totally
1: so let's talk a little bit about what your journey has been to get you where you are today
0: sure um well I didn't ever expect that I would grow up and be a menopause chick but I am a (laughs) menopause chick and uh I spent a career in marketing and communications I've been self-employed since uh before my son was born so I guess uh 19 years now and, uh, you know, very busy uh, leading a, a family, leading a business, um, uh, passionate about my community. And uh, when I was about 39, I, um, and my elderly mother was living with us at the time too, I started to notice some changes and I actually didn't know what was happening. Um, around about that time, a really close girlfriend of mine kind of knocked at my door and she handed me a book. That was called, I think, something like Hormones for Dummies, like, you know, that series. (laughs) And um, and I was grateful, but I was also very confused because I was like, "Uh, I'm sorry that you might be going through this. Um, Can't you see I'm busy here with two small kids and running a business? And I tossed the book in the corner and I didn't think that I was, quote, there yet.
1: Yeah, especially at thirty-nine, um, you wouldn't that—that's where where you'd be at, right?
0: Yeah, but I wasn't sleeping well, and you know, I was waking up every day at at three in the morning. Um, I was stressed out. You know, in hindsight, you can certainly uh, you can certainly identify that looking backwards. But at the time, I was you know, I felt I had lots of adrenaline and full steam ahead, right? And and then life goes on; life continues to be busy. Around the time I was forty-one. Uh, Some of the same uh, experiences surfaced again, and I went uh, to my doctor, which I thought was going to be an amazing experience. I was actually really looking forward to it. My sister's 10 years older than I am, and I I tell a story of my sister's journey in the book, Mokita um but you know i she my sister's very much her own best healthcare advocate and i thought well i'm going to be that person too so at 41 i mentioned i think i'm you know experiencing the first signs of menopause to my doctor and and i love my doctor she delivered both my kids she's amazing she's probably 10 years older than i am but i didn't understand what she had in her toolkit
1: And she offered
0: me everything in her toolkit, which included the birth control pill, sleeping pills, and Prozac. Yeah. And Maria, I was stunned. I was like, this isn't going how I thought it was going to go. No, No. And and then I was left thinking, well, geez, it must be all in my head. I must be like, I must be making this up.
1: And that's the old version of what menopause was referred to way back when, right?
0: Totally, totally. And then almost immediately, I had a second thought. And the second thought was, I can't be the only one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that really sparked my journey. So another five years went by. Again, busy kids, activities, businesses, all that good stuff. And around the time I was 46, everybody was blogging, right? Yeah. Um, So I thought, well, I'm just going to start a blog. Um, I'm going to crack open the conversation, which is still the tagline for Menopause Chicks. It is, yeah. And that will get everybody talking about it, and it'll all be solved. I just thought, yep, that'll be, that'll be my contribution and, uh, and all will be well in the world. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, naively thinking, because um, we're certainly not there yet. Um, so I've been at this no. for a little over six years. Um, but the universe was very kind. It really responded. The openness about talking about and learning about and being proactive about your midlife health and perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause, being proactive is a very uncrowded space.
1: Very true, for for most things in life.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, well, maybe we should backtrack and actually say uh, the definition of Mokita because yes. um, your listeners may not know that. So the book is called Mokita. The tagline is how to navigate perimenopause with confidence and ease. Mokita is a word from Papua New Guinea that actually means the truth we all know, but choose not to speak of.
1: Ah, beautiful. Very appropriate. So,
0: there's lots of mochitas, uh in North American culture, as you can imagine. Um, and, you know, another way of saying it is the elephant in the room. It's not yes. that women aren't aware that menopause happens. But as a, as a culture, we haven't really found um, a method or a protocol for educating women About what to expect
1: no not Um, at all
0: perimenopause the transition from perimenopause to menopause and the good news is we've kind of perfected that protocol for our kids as they enter and reach puberty yes just haven't perfected it for ourselves so women are still waking up mid 40s you know early 40s in my case um, late 40s and they're surprised they're thinking, "Oh, is this is this happening to me? Is this, you know, I didn't know that um, these are the experiences." And so, I believe that we, um, you know, well, we have a mission at Menopause Chicks to uh, to empower women to get informed and yes. to choose the journey that's right for them.
1: I love it, and for I think for most people, when you think of menopause, most people just think of hot flashes. So true, you know? and that's um, what you. Yeah. Yeah, So lots of
0: misconceptions. There's a Um, whole bunch of stuff that goes with it though, right? Well, and uh, not everybody experiences hot flashes. No. That's not a foregone conclusion. No. Um, But there are many things that happen as our hormones fluctuate in perimenopause leading up to maybe a hot flash or two. Most hot flashes happen in the final year of perimenopause to women that have them. Um, And of course, there's always an anomaly because everyone's journey is different. But uh, Can you do me a favor and and
1: discuss or talk to us a little bit about perimenopause and menopause and how do you define the two? And Because even myself, I'm sitting here, I'm a health coach and going, I don't know if I can actually talk
0: about that properly. (laughs) That's okay. Definitions are kind of what we like to do first and foremost with everyone. So um, the definition of menopause is... It's the twelve-month anniversary of your very last period. Yes, the so menopause is menopause. one day. You it's, don't go. Okay. Th- don't go through menopause except for that one day. It's an anniversary or a birthday I'm waiting for that day. It's a, it's a day to invent a cocktail and to throw a party and to really embrace your second half of life. Yeah, Perimenopause... menopause is a phase of life it's a phase of hormone fluctuation so it's your body preparing for menopause okay. very it's the opposite end of the teeter-totter from puberty I see. Um, it is not a synonym for suffering so <laughs> lots of women believe oh i'm not in perimenopause yet because i haven't experienced any symptoms wrong i can tell you more or less if you're in perimenopause based on your age So the average age of menopause is 51.2 for most Caucasian North American women. Yes. And perimenopause has quite a a variant. So it's five to 15 years leading up to that day. Okay. Um, So the hormones might start to fluctuate, then they might uh, settle down, and then they might start to fluctuate again. So in my story, you know, 39 first sign, then kind of okay for a couple years and then 41 second sign kind of okay for four or five years. That is the definition. Unpredictability is the yeah. definition of perimenopause. And some of the experiences that go along with those hormone fluctuations may be, may include, uh, irregular periods change to your period meaning lighter or heavier, um, And then for other women, it may be sleep disruption, it might be mood changes, and a whole variety of other things, which uh, may or may not be related to your sex hormones, your estrogen, and your progesterone, uh, could be related to cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So you think about women 35 to 55, and you, you you look at their fluctuating sex hormones, and then you overlay you know, cortisol on top of that. um, It's, you know, sometimes hard to pull it apart. I I often equate it to solving a Rubik's cube. You know, you might be like, Oh, I just got this one side done. And Oh, look over here. It's all messed up. So uh, it's definitely a time of life. It it might also be related to thyroid. It might be related to other deficiencies, vitamin B, vitamin D, A, a lot of those experiences do overlap.
1: Yeah, I know for for myself, vitamin B is critical.
0: So critical. I
1: stop it for any period of time, I'm just like almost non functioning. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and for males too. Like the male I live with. That, you know, swears by vitamin B, so it's not just that, oh, really that, interesting, that, interesting. Female thing, yeah.
1: I was also going to comment too about the timing, too, because sure. I know a lot more women are having children older, and I had my daughter at 39, so <sighs> you know, you're going through a huge hormonal change as it is, so you might not even recognize a whole bunch of things. Because exactly. you're all over the map, just within your own pregnancy, and all the pieces that go with that puzzle, too, right? so
0: exactly what you said, as well as um, a shift in our culture towards many women having their first child or their second child or their last child um in their late thirties or early forties or mid forties and yeah. The challenge that we have there is that it's very difficult to get a woman to read or to get informed or to be proactive with what's to come when she hasn't finished having her family yet. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. And especially if they're trying to do fertility things, that's a whole oh. big issue in itself. And so you're navigating all the hormonal side of that if you're still trying to have or conceive or, you know, trying to work through that. Yeah. And then you're almost going you know pretty much straight into perimenopause at that point right yes. so or an overlap of it even right
0: absolutely absolutely and then you know and then we have another overlap which is this culture of fear right so yeah. uh, media marketers and the medical community have almost you know wrapped menopause and perimenopause up into this bundle of it's a condition it needs a cure you need to be fixed you know, all of those things. And it's not, it's a phase of life, but because it's been positioned as this, you know, I must fear it. It means I'm getting old. It has language attached to it, such as, you know, hot, old, tired, bitchy fat. (laughs) Those are the thought bubbles that come up, that rise above people's heads when you say the word menopause. And so we have a lot unlearning to do. Definitely. If we want to embrace midlife and i think you know i believe why wouldn't we want to because uh we're part of the first generation to reach 50 and to seriously have another 50 more years to plan for
1: absolutely and And i think this generation that we're because we're both in that same window right now yes it's very a lot more proactive you know when i looked at my mom it was just okay go to the doctor they give you the prozac and the drugs and that you know and that's how you manage it right and now let
0: the cross your fingers and hope for the best strategy.
1: Exactly. We're now, we're so much more educated, and there's so much more, you know, like yourself. You have a whole group of, you know, there's so much available to us to educate us now. And so we can cho- choose a different path. And That's it's, you cool. know, yourself and myself, people like that, that just are putting it out there all the time
0: you know i my on my very first day of research i love to i love to share this story i hope you don't mind oh go ahead went to an information session um with a doctor who specializes in women's health and (laughs) i thought that i was going there to learn everything there is to know about estrogen progesterone and testosterone i was going to become this expert and the the doctor that was running the event she stood up and said At the turn of the last century, women lived to be 50. Wow. And they they probably had their children at 16 or 17 too. But, you know, menopause was a non-event. Then she went on to say, look in every retirement community and seniors home right now. And who do you see? Women. Yeah. And the majority of those women, while they are still alive, are battling osteoporosis and dementia related diseases this is our wake-up call this this time of our life yes you might be in the camp that wants to know how to address a hot flash you might be in the camp that really wants to you know know how to prevent vaginal dryness and I will meet you in those camps every single one of you but the other call that I have is this is the time to invest In our health we invest in our financial health now we need to invest in our you know physical emotional mental health so that we can you know we can we can't guarantee but we can um, reap the benefits of longevity and vitality in our later years
1: absolutely and that's what I'm all about is is self-care and having that you know having that life that you want and being able to be healthy and live it the way you want to absolutely and, um, so thank you for that. And that you've, I've learned a whole bunch more today <laughs> as it is.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so I'm going to let you to go on to the next path of where we're going to go with this. And okay. I know you have tons of things you'd probably want to talk about. And do you have a specific direction? Cause we, I know we talked about not having an agenda for today and we're going to let <laughs> go a little bit. Um, oh, thank you. So I could talk forever in any direction. Um, So we can just let this flow a little bit if you want. Sure. And, you know, what are some common things or common themes that people come to you with? Or, you know, they show up in your group and they obviously have some certain concerns right out the gate, right? So let's maybe start with that.
0: Yeah. So one of the first things that we uh, address in the menopause, we have a private online community on Facebook. Uh, with about eight thousand members right now, and uh, and they're very active. There's lots of conversation there. So even if you don't want to participate, there's an opportunity. There's learning. There's yeah. social learning that's happening. Um, but one of the very first things that we need to do is uh, what you did at the top of this podcast, which is the definitions. Yeah. Um, it's really, really important that we can all, as women, get on the same page and be informed, so that we can have the proper conversations with our, our midlife health team, uh, with our spouses and partners, with our kids, with the people that we work with. So we always start there. Um, some of the other more common conversations are, you know, probably around, um, well, like you said, you said it, you know, I think of hot flashes as the very first thing, but we spend a lot of time talking about irregular bleeding.
1: Oh, that's huge for me. Especially it's, the last two years has been yeah. phenomenal to cope with.
0: It's huge for women, especially if they don't know to expect it. Um, so again, every woman's journey is different. Some women, it's like a, a light switch and it just stops. But for most women, there's a transition phase, and so um, I, you know, I can kind of lay, I can lay awake at night thinking of women who are in distress. I talk with women who, um, extreme cases, can't leave their house. Yeah, for I, have, I have that.
1: I have that. Um, they can't
0: drive their kids to school. They can't exercise. Uh, and then there's the whole fear component that goes along with that. Um, they might be afraid of having surgery. Mm-hmm. They might be afraid of uh, you know something like cancer or something even more serious. Um, and you know how fear can play havoc oh, yeah. on our entire lives. So um, <laughs> probably even before definitions, I should have um, I should have let you in on this little secret. But the the phrase that I type the most in the menopause chicks community are four words and they are you are not alone yes absolutely women need validation they need somebody that can look them in the eye or you know through a a facebook chat and just let them know that take a deep breath it's all going to be okay you are not alone and we are smart savvy women once you can get that, you know, uh, sense of community, that sense that, you know, you're not alone in this journey then we can figure this out, this Absolutely. is unsolvable and you are not meant to suffer. That's the other, you know, that's one of the myths So we absolutely have to make sure all of your listeners know that it's not a synonym for suffering.
1: No, absolutely not. Um,
0: There are solutions. You can choose different journeys. You can choose the one that's right for you. Um, It all starts with, you know, getting informed and having conversations in my mind.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's a mindset piece in there too, in the sense that if you know that this is all quote sort of normal this is what you go through and it's okay and that you it will end and it's part of the journey and take it as a journey as opposed to oh my god this is happening to me yes and run with it
0: yes um and uh, you know i had <laughs> this which week, is probably what you would say to your daughter absolutely right this but w- who's saying it to us who's who's looking after and holding space for us
1: absolutely you know this week i was at my doctor. I, as you know i have a inner ear infection a sinus infection it's just all a mess right now and I said oh man I'm hot and she goes let's check and see if you have a fever and she looked at me she goes oh no love that's just you know a hot flash <laughs> and I just kind of laughed said, okay yeah that's just maybe a hot flash I'm like sweating like crazy right and I you know it feels like I have a fever but I don't actually body that's not a hot flash but
0: anyway <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but I was there because I have an infection right yeah. to make sure I don't have a bacterial infection so she checked for fevers right
0: yeah
1: i said you know what that's just a hot flash <laughs> interesting and um i don't i don't have a lot of hot flashes myself personally i've had maybe a couple
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um it's just not my you know my my bleeding and those irregularities that's where mine shows up in my life right yeah. i sleep great you know and it's like every if it, well, if had, every person's journey is very different right
0: yeah the other wake up call i'm glad you mentioned sleep um the other really, you know, really, really important message for women is, you know, take care of your adrenals. Yes. Oh yeah. We talked about that too. Yeah. Are are responsible for producing hormones after menopause. So you need them to be in good uh, working order and um, for everybody, you know, perimenopause or not stressed out or not, it's a welcome call to pay attention to how you eat, move and sleep. Absolutely. stress. So if you're not, you know, practicing mindfulness or, um, uh, you know, you have a, a ritual for putting your own name at the top of your to-do list, then uh, hello, now's the time to start. Yeah. I love it. it. pay off. Yeah.
1: I love it. And I know we talked about adrenals too, and that, yes. uh, a good reminder that we have to pay really good attention to that. I have done some podcast work on that and I can link okay, that cool. in if I need to on here. Absolutely. Um, I do, um, aromatherapy too. And I use my essential oils. I have an adrenal blend that I do and I do some food things around adrenals, you know, making sure that I'm feeding myself properly and nourishing them the best I can.
0: I love it. That's awesome.
1: And, um, so I'll I'll put some references to that in there too. Um, that is an amazing conversation today. I loved every moment of this. I'm going to bring us into our uh, next segment. Okay. And, but before I do that, I want to know if there's any particular message that you wanted to leave our listeners with before we jump into the insight round.
0: I think, um, you know, I, I think I've mentioned to you that, uh, I want to meet women where they are, but I do have this insatiable need to redefine and reframe menopause and perimenopause. So we can shift our thinking as a society from something that is you know feared and negative yeah. and uh, and shift it towards uh something that is actually that women look forward to and celebrate absolutely and uh i believe that that's very very important um there are a lot of myths to debunk. There's a lot of messaging that we may have received. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be generational stereotypes passed down from our mothers or grandmothers, or it could be, uh, you know, from the medical community. But if we can first unlearn what we know, then I think it opens up a huge opportunity to embrace some of the things that you even mentioned, right? Yes, like, absolutely. can you embrace self care and still think that menopause is negative? No, I think you have to do one, yeah. unlearn those myths and, and misconceptions and media stereotypes. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, my goodness, now I feel like I can have a conversation about my sexual health. Oh, now I'm really interested in learning about brain health. I, you know, I have this space that I want to pay attention to my brain health, my bone health, my heart health. Um, and that gets me really, really excited because I know that women in their thirties and forties, um, are extremely overloaded. They're extremely, they're holding holding our world up right now. And if there's anything that we can do to uh, support them through that, I know that, you know, once they get to the other side of 50, it opens up this incredible opportunity for further discussion and further conversation. And we can redefine, it's our job, it's our responsibility to redefine this phase of life for our daughters and our granddaughters.
1: Absolutely. Even myself, I find when I first started going into that perimenopause, you know, the symptoms and you start realizing where you're at and what phase you're at you know, for me, it was, my had the mindset, you know, is generational for my mom that, you know, this phase is hard mm-hmm. and it's challenging it's going to hurt and, you know, all those things. Right. And, you know, I had to let go of that and learn to embrace that. Oh, this is so cool. Cause I, then I got into the wisdom side about where I'm at in my life and, and feeling empowered and all those things. And I, I'm looking forward to that next phase in my life, as opposed to, oh my God, it's almost over, right? (laughs) You
0: just said two words that made the hair stand up on my arms. Uh It was wisdom and empowered. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's what I feel, right? And I had to let go of that preconceived notion that what we know is, you know, menopause is challenging and hard and, you know, in my case, painful because I have a whole bunch of stuff in that world of, you know, with it. Um, And it doesn't have to be. And I've done a lot of work on myself and, you know, I think I mentioned it to you before, I don't talk about it much, but about, you know, thanking my uterus for the service she's provided me for this lifetime. Love it. And she's a little bit gentler with me when I do that, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, holding anger and things like that. Um, Absolutely. It's it's really quite interesting to, to go through. So anyways, I'm going to dive into a whole different dialogue if I don't switch this over now. Okay. <laughs> I try and keep the podcast within a reasonable amount of time because I know the listeners are busy people and try and make it reasonable for everyone, right? So. Awesome. And so with that, let's jump into this insight round. This is meant to be a little bit fun. I always say it gets a little bit serious, but we try and keep it on the fun side.
0: Okay. So what was one mindset that was holding you back in your life? Uh, Well, as I started Menopause Chicks, I think the the mindset that held me back was that I'm not a health professional. Ah, yes. I'm a marketer and a communicator and a woman and an entrepreneur. um, But I didn't have any specific health designation. So for a good long while, I thought, hmm, everybody else has the answers and I don't. And that, you know, didn't stop me from wanting to curate the best of the best answers, but what I learned through that process, and I will, I will state today that I do feel like I am an expert, um, but I'm an expert on me and my journey. Oh. And I've empowered myself to embrace that expert status. And I want to empower all of the women uh, listening to this podcast and in our community to empower themselves, um, that you actually know your body best.
1: Absolutely. And I learned that in health coaching too, because I said, you're never going to know all the answers. It's impossible. But you're there for, to facilitate the change in people. You're not there to be their dictionary for them, right? Yes. <laughs> and the encyclopedia. You're there to guide them on their journey, right? And, you know, take the knowledge that you cause you, know, you do gain knowledge over time. You're very, like you said, you're an expert now, right? Because you've yes. learned over the years. And that's, you know, the same for any, any coach or like when I was health coaching, you know, all those things, it's the same. Exactly, that's perfect. Um, so, name one person that's changed your life for the better.
0: Okay, I struggle Might with this be One, the
1: list, be one.
0: Is, the list is so long. Um, uh, my book is dedicated to my sister Brenda. She's ten and a half years older than I am. She uh, she reached menopause when she was thirty six. Um, I have, you know, she's always been my hero my entire life. I've always had that person to look up too but uh, you know can also be my best friend so she's definitely um the person Um, perfect yeah i love
1: it and what is has she given you any specific advice or it could be anybody what's the best advice you've ever received oh my goodness
0: feel um the best advice i ever received was from my mom and and she said it long before nike did but she said you know, you just have to make up your mind that you're going to do it and then do it.
1: Absolutely. And that is such a simple saying. And it's, you know, probably said by many, many people before Nike did. Yeah. And it's just some really simple, common wisdom that uh, we need to embrace a bit more. And self care, because that's what I'm all about. <laughs> do you have one self care habit that you practice regularly?
0: I have two. I take a All bath right. every night. Ah, uh, I'm an Aquarius and I love to go to the bathtub to think and debrief and unwind. Um, and I also uh, live uh, near Burt Flynn Park in Port Moody and I walk through the forest uh, every day with my dog. And that is my church. That wow. is great. Yeah.
1: I love this. I have to say this. I might, um, we'll deal with this later, but the online world and we've connected through the online yes. world and you live up the street from me oh really <laughs> you do i'm just like perfect Park. Okay, that's like like walking
0: distance from my house <laughs> oh my goodness that's hilarious <laughs> i love it i love oh, it well, yeah. i will uh, will let's meet and go to go for a exactly, walk exactly exactly a great place to convene it um, is but it's an excellent place to uh, to do a walking meditation and it's interesting uh, i've never been there I'd, I'd love to. I'd in. love to tell women who are just embarking, perhaps, on a mindfulness journey or meditation journey, that it doesn't have to be formal or scary or on a mat or blah blah blah. Just take your dog, go for a walk, and uh, that green space that. That time away from your desk, I mean, it does me a world of good. It's my, it's huge. my it's mental huge. health strategy.
1: Yeah. If you can walk through a forest, I mean, there's books on forest bathing, right? Yeah. And it's just so nourishing to you. And uh, I love it. I have to admit that, I mean, you're out walking with your dog, which is beautiful. It's perfect. I have to admit, in this neighborhood, I'm terrified of the bears, the cougars, and the, the, the whole slew of wildlife that is beautiful around here, but we have a lot of it. <laughs>
0: there is that. There is definitely that for sure. So It
1: does slow me down for hopping on a trail by myself. So yes, absolutely. So thank you for that. A um, small world. It is. It is. Do you have a favorite quote?
0: I have many, I'm a quote person. I yeah, li- live for words and, and inspiration. Um, I would say at the top of my list is probably Brene Brown. Um, Midlife is not a crisis. Midlife is an unraveling.
1: Oh, how beautiful.
0: I like to refer to Brene quite a bit.
1: I do too. I love her work. Yes. Of her work. All of it. There's something in it. Like she's written several books and I've listened to her. I do a lot on Audible Audible for her books. me
0: too. I do. Um,
1: Especially on her books because they're quite, she's deep in her writing and stuff like that and her theories and her, you know, her her whole background is, is very, um, experiential maybe is the word like she, she does a lot of research and things like that right she so does,
0: and she's an excellent storyteller and she is,
1: and she's getting more into that in her newer books you yeah. see a lot more of that coming out now she talks about having to embrace that and it was hard for her for sure and yeah. i
0: you know and i aspire to be like that as well so
1: yeah, i love it So in light of books, do you have a uh, book that you're reading right now that you can share with us?
0: Well, I just started last night um, actually listening to Braving the Wilderness Ah. uh, by Brene Brown. So it's not her most recent book, but um, it had been on my my wish list for quite a while. So I just started it last night and I feel like I need to run out and get the physical copy of it because I want my, like my, I just felt like my highlighter needs to run. You were speaking my language. So many of the examples.
1: I have both of them. And I do that with every, every once in a while, it's like, okay, this audible is good, but like, I need the hard copy. I need all my tabs and my highlighters and exactly. Oh yeah. I'm there girl. Totally. My, my world. And so two more questions for our listeners. And what is one thing that you're most passionate about? And it doesn't have to be your line of work.
0: Um, it could be anything. oh gee um it 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 is my work um i if it is that's cool yeah i feel like i am passionate about living my best midlife um i feel i am passionate about somehow leaving a legacy from this work and somehow ensuring that my daughter who's 16 right now that when she reaches midlife, it'll be maybe just a little bit of a light bulb, like, oh, we don't think that way anymore. And yeah, so. Yeah, starting that
1: change in the generations to make that change happen.
0: That is what I'm most passionate about.
1: Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us today. And can you share with our listeners one last thing? And that's where can they find you?
0: Oh, absolutely. So um, we're at menopausechicks.com, or at menopausechicks on all social media. And Mokita, how to navigate perimenopause with confidence and ease is both on amazon.com and .ca as well as Indigo Chapters.
1: Perfect. And I will put all of that in the show notes so everyone has that and where they can find you. And I'd like to thank you once again for joining us today. It's been an amazing conversation enlightening for me, and I'm sure for all the listeners out there too. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And for all the listeners out there, thank you for joining us. And we will chat with you next week, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.MariaConde.com.